Hello, everyone. It's Nurse Coach Sean here, back with another episode of the Aligned and Well podcast. Very happy to be back. I did take a week off, um, and I'm really excited to share that this is now going to be a weekly podcast. I'm going to be releasing new episodes every single week, and that's super exciting. This is something that I've been wanting to transition to for a while. You know, I've been doing the the every other week for um, you know several months now, and I think I'm ready to um, start getting more episodes out to you guys. So super excited about that. Um, and I am pumped about this next interview that I have for y'all. Um, I'm interviewing Martine Felton. So I'll tell you a little bit about her and her backstory. She is so many things. She is an author, an intuitive coach, an energy healer. Um, she helps people be the best versions of themselves, you know, through practicing self-love, self-care and intuitive he- healing modalities. Um, Her latest book, You Love, You Learn, is a memoir, and it highlights her self-love journey as an empath in narcissistic relationships. And so the big theme of our episode and our interview here is how to navigate relationships, how to navigate life as an empath. And as an empath myself, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I know a handful of you who listen also consider yourselves empaths and, um, I really wanted to bring another empath on to have this conversation because it can feel so isolating, you know, speaking for myself as an empath, I really did feel very lonely for a lot of my life because I had these intense feelings and emotions that were so strong and I thought that I was the only one that felt that way. And it's just nice in in the work that I do that I get to connect with so many other humans, so many other healers that identify as empathic as well. So I hope you get a lot out of this interview and let's just jump right in. Hey friends, I'm nurse coach Sean, and this is my podcast. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you how to create a well and balanced life that connects with who you truly are, whether it be a meditation or mindfulness practice, an insightful interview, or just sharing my own journey and expertise on different life and wellness topics. Hopefully, if you're listening, you will walk away feeling more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to cultivate radical self-love. This is your encouragement to create a more fulfilling and vibrant life for yourself. This is your invitation to lean into your curiosity and intuition. Together, let's build a compassionate space through which to heal. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Okay, Martine, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for um, willing to be a guest and be interviewed today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited because um, I love the topic that we're going to be diving into is, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, relationships and navigating relationships as an empath. And as an empath myself, I totally, um, you know, I'm just, I, I'm so passionate about talking about this. So, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, before we dive in, can you give my listeners just a little description of, of who you are, who you help, um, you know, what kind of work you do? Just tell us about yourself. 
I do a lot of different things, actually. Um, I, uh, I am a psychic medium. I am also a podcast host, um, a self-published author, and a life coach, a certified life coach. And I help people to ascend, really. I help people in their spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. um, just by bringing them information that could help them move along. Mm-hmm. Um, different healing modalities like tarot card readings, Mm -hmm. um, sound healing, Reiki practice. So things of that nature. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm just basically a spiritual guide here to help people be the best versions of themselves they can be as they ascend. Oh, I love that you use the word ascend. Like it's just so, um, it's such a powerful powerful word. Um, I'd yes. love to hear. Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what what led you to down this path? Like what what I mean, typically with with other healers, I think that there's always some story as to how they they come into the work that they do. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story. Well, my story, um, I feel like it's a variation of a lot of other people's stories. It's yeah. when I I was very I'm I was very entrenched in my corporate mm. job. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in my, you know, in my life here, you know, you know, getting the things, all the things that we're supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And checking so, everything off the list, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Me and my husband had this plan, you know, buying homes and doing this, that, and a third. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I lost my job and it was a really big blow for us mm. financially. And then at the same time, I found out my mother was dealing with advanced stages of dementia. Mm. And so at that point, I felt like, you know, my guides had had me lose my job so that I could be here for my mom because she was getting lost, leaving Mm. home. She was living alone. So I didn't really realize the severity of her condition Mm-hmm. Until I was home all day myself and was able to see her, mm-hmm. we lived in the same neighborhood, and so I was I saw her more often. So yeah. I saw what was really going on. So needless to say, that was very stressful. She there was a point where she was missing for like two days. Wow. Yeah, and um, I just. I don't know. And so all of that culmination, the financial stress, losing a job, trying to find a job, trying to help my mother, um, trying to place her in a facility because she couldn't live with me. I didn't have any room for her. And honestly, I wasn't really well equipped to take care of her, give her the things that she needed at that stage of her, you know, dementia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, all of that. And then I just felt like there was, I was being called to do more, mm-hmm. you know, even though I needed a job, I know that I needed a financial way of providing for my family. I just really knew that I was called to do more. And I started a blog 
And I started my podcast and just, I don't know, I wasn't really sure as to what the message was at first, but I knew that there was something (laughs) that I needed to say and just, you know, put myself out there. And that's how it, that's how it all started. And then I saw, I went and got a reading from a medium because I was always the one Mm -hmm. going for readings. Um, I grew up in a house where that was normal. Spiritualism was, is, is normal. And um, so the medium, he, you know, he told me that I would be one day eventually doing what he was doing. And those, that's what his guides were telling him. And I, I was like, I don't think so, but I do (laughs) feel, you know, I do feel energy and I had to be honest with myself. Like when I walked into certain places or was able to read people in a way that like, why do I know this information about someone that I don't know, you know, and those things had been happening to me for years. And I just, I normalized it and I didn't really think beyond it. Like, like it would be be start becoming a part of who i am so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's how that started oh yeah i love that i i love that you you have this like sense as you talk about your story and what led you to um to this work is almost like just trusting the process like not really knowing the answers but just intuitively knowing that this is where you're supposed to be and i get that sense from you that like intuitively maybe you don't exactly know where it is or what it is, but you're here and you're just Mm -hmm. trusting, trusting that that's the purpose, you know? And that's exactly what it is. And I've come to meet a lot of other um, mediums and channels online during the pandemic. Yeah. Meeting people online was like the thing. Yeah. That's, that's how we connect now. It's just the normal part of life. And so, um, I find that that is how it is. It's that's how the process is for everyone. It's mm-hmm. you kind of you just have to trust yeah what you're getting in terms of especially if you're doing a reading for someone or you know you just have to trust what you're getting and that the information is correct and the more that you trust the more that it's like a muscle the more mm. that it'll you know and sometimes, you know, we don't always get it right. I, my particular tools right now are tarot cards and oracle cards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got nothing but positive feedback yeah. um, from people that I've read for. So, I mean, at some point, I believe that I won't need those anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a process and I had to accept that that I couldn't be just immediately be as in tuned as someone another mm-hmm. medium or someone that's been doing it for 10 20 years, you know, right. it's it's a process. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'd love I, I'd love to talk a little bit about like you know, so so our topic today is very um geared towards being an empath. And I want to know how that ties into like using your intuition in your, in your medium practice. Well, most mediums, most intuitives, I I, I like to use the broad term intuitive because it kind of cat, it's kind of 
falls under a lot of different, yeah. you know, titles and stuff. Um, so most intuitives are empaths be- mm-hmm. that, and that is how it starts for us is um, soaking up other energies and um, being, you know, so like in tune and not even realizing it mm-hmm. because I know in my earlier days in my twenties, when I was soaking up other people's energies and things like that. And um, I didn't even know it was happening. I just thought yeah. that there was something wrong with me and, yes. um, and that I was like moody and yes. depressed. And I was so also so anxious. Uh-huh. I had such high levels of anxiety, uh-huh. you know, and um, even my girlfriends back then, like, I, I had such levels of anxiety, like sometimes my hands would kind of shake right? and I would be fine. But if I would just put my hands out like this, you'd see them kind of yeah shaking. And that, and I was like, what in the heck is wrong with me? Like I felt so out of place at times. Yeah. And so, you know, back then, you know, you, you party, you drink, and you. I was kind of like self-medicating because when I drank or if I smoked some weed or what have you, then yeah. I would fe- I wouldn't feel anything. Right. So yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like you, and when you don't know, then you start kind of self-medicating with other things just to mm-hmm. get that feeling away until you become aware. And when I became aware that's when everything changed for me. Cause then it was like, um, it just made things so much clearer as to why I attracted the type of people, the men that I attracted when it came to relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, like the karmic relationships and, and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's been a journey. <laughs> as an wow. Yeah. I love what you said there because, and I like how you acknowledge the fact that whenever empaths, um, you know, we we as empaths absorb other people's feelings. Like we can mm-hmm. feel what they feel, even though we might not exactly know what they're experiencing. Yeah. Or relate to what they're experiencing, we can still feel it, and it's painful. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if it's it's a feeling of grief or anxiety or loss oh, yes. or stress. Yeah. Um, or what have you, I I can totally relate to the whole self-medicating thing and wanting to numb and not feel mm-hmm. because those feelings, even though they're not really our own, they become our own and they yeah, become we really don't know. hard. Yeah, exactly. We don't know how to put up that energetic boundary yet. Oh, yeah. And, and that's what it's all about is learning to put up that energetic boundary. Like, okay, yeah. I can see you and I understand what you're going through and still not take it in as mine. Yes. That takes, that's not easy to do. <laughs> it's not. And it's, it's what you said earlier. Like once you become aware, mm-hmm. it, it does get easier, but it's that, that journey to get to the awareness. Yeah. Um, exactly. That is, that's kind of rough. And yeah. um, how, how do you think being an empath has affected um has affected your relationships and in general affects, you know, anyone's relationship with, with another person? Well, I feel like it, 
it made me think that I could help or fix everyone's stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, And I just, that's how it it showed up for me. I would attract um, men that were like overbearing, Mm -hmm. you know, or that were like, had huge personalities because Mm -hmm. I was very introverted. Mm -hmm. And so, and I wanted very much to be, you know, like have that big personality because I thought I wasn't, you know, you're not, you always want to be something that you're not, you know, and I didn't see any value in the way that I was because people are like, oh, you're so quiet and, you know, and you're so introverted. And so I always looked for the guy that was extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Hoping that would like rub off on me and and then they would end up being like this wounded person and then I thought that I could help them and I thought that I could be that change you know mm, in, <laughs> yeah. in their life and so it never ended up well mm-hmm. and so that's how it, it it showed up for me and I would always put you know their situations before me it's it's like I didn't back then in my 20s and 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 even in my early 30s I didn't really I I thought it was all about relationships Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought it was about you know having I you know going to college getting a job being in a relationship and that was supposed to be my life yeah and so that's why I focused so much on relationships because I thought that that I didn't see anything beyond that. Mm. If you would have asked me about maybe 12 years ago, it would like if I would be doing things like this, like even being on a podcast with you or hosting my own. Yeah. I would have never um, thought that I would be doing that yeah. or even writing a book for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was just not in my mind. So I realized that one of the things about me and which helped what helped me to actually realize this is getting into astrology and getting into my natal chart. Yeah. Um, and seeing, you know, I don't know if you're into astrology and things like that, but it, it. it can really help you get to know yourself Mm -hmm. and find out why you do certain things, why you are the way you are and things that need to be healed. So, yeah. 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 I love that. I love astrology and I'm also like really big into um, like the personality tests, like the Myers-Briggs, like like the psychology stuff. I've heard of that, but I haven't delved in. Yeah, it's it's very similar to like astrology in a sense that it it tells you like what your personality trait tendencies are and I swear mm-hmm. whenever I was reading whenever I read things, you know, there there's always some way you can relate it to yourself, but sometimes I'm reading them and I'm like this is so creepy because it's yes. exactly like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, once I started really delving into astrology and my life path. I found out about my life life path numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Why didn't I find about about this whole other world sooner? Yeah. 
Mm. And so, yeah, once that road to awareness about being an empath, that's the kicker. Because once yeah. you're aware, then you're like able to put up that energetic boundary for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. So earlier you had said that um, you you would attract people that had qualities and traits that you wanted yourself and you would be in these relationships and like all of their, all of the negative energy that these people had would just like be absorbed into you. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I want to, I want to know if, do you feel like empaths navigate relationships differently than those who aren't empaths? And if so, how, how do you, what's the difference? I feel like we, yeah, we do navigate relationships differently because we're, it's like, we want to heal people. We want to fix people. Mm -hmm. And, and even as I'm aware right now, I'm, I still am the type of person that will even still feel bad for someone that I know doesn't like me. Mm. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I will still because I I don't know. I just see the bigger picture. I see the like the greater yeah. picture of things, and not everybody has a. I feel like empaths have more of a higher perspective on things. Yes. Yeah. So I think that we. I know for me, I will still even if I know someone doesn't have doesn't think highly of me. And I see them going through something, I will still feel bad for them mm-hmm. and, you know, want to help them. But then I, you know, like I have to stop myself and like, okay, Martine, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's not going to end well. So just whatever, mind your business. Right. But <laughs> yeah, but I think that we navigate relationships in that way where we just, we want to, we want to help. We want to be that change for that person. And a lot of times it's to our own detriment. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I, I, Mm -hmm. I noticed that there were two things for me that I always feel as an empath is guilt and for no reason, for no reason. And, (laughs) and, and, and tendency to please everybody tendency to make everyone. Yeah. Want to feel comfortable. Um, Even if it makes you uncomfortable, yep, you're yeah. willing to be uncomfortable just so someone else is un- is comfortable because, and you know why that is, and I realize that about myself too, yeah, is that because when everyone else is comfortable, being that you soak everyone's energy in, yep. then you're like, oh, all right, <laughs> then I can sit back. Yeah, you can breathe a little bit. Everyone <laughs> else is comfortable. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Isn't that so crazy? That's so backwards. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. You know, and I, there, there are moments where, and I definitely relate to what you said earlier about um, feeling like at one point something was wrong with you because you were feeling all of these things. And I, I've definitely experienced that myself too, is thinking mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with me? Why am I like, why is this so hard for me to carry? Um, and it's like you said, because we, we, until we're aware, we don't have the the ability to set those energetic boundaries, and and the the people pleasing and the guilt that we feel that's all a part of lacking that boundary. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so what, what do you, what are some of the biggest struggles that you have experienced with navigating life and relationships as an empath? The people pleasing and what we just spoke about is the guilt, feeling guilty for things that you necessarily shouldn't feel guilty about Mm -hmm. and taking on other people's burdens. Mm -hmm. I've had to, um, consciously whenever like, um, I'll, I'll use my husband for an example. If whenever, if he's going through something, Mm -hmm. you know, and he may not even be asking me to, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the times he's not, he's not asking me to do anything. He's not asking me to solve his problem, but I know exactly what you're talking about right now. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Yes. And I just feel like, oh my God, I feel like bad because I can't help him. And I've been, you know, and then I feel, and I internalize it. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, then I have to talk to myself like, girl, knock (laughs) it off. He's not asking you for anything. He's just sharing. Yeah. Let him vent. Right. Allow people to vent to you without you feeling like you need to solve their stuff. Yeah. Yes. So that is, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing for me. And I, and I, and it's, I feel like it's going to be never ending. It's just being able to, I'm not going to be able to change this about me. Yeah. I've learned to love it about myself. Honestly, I've learned to just really be at peace with it because Yes. It also makes us and, who uh, we are. Yes, exactly. And I I feel like I'm not going to be able to change this about me. It's just being able to navigate it and set those boundaries. That's super, super important. And I feel like um, since we, were, we mentioned astrology earlier, yeah. I don't know. I feel like my Chiron in Aries is my empathicness, this thing yeah. that I need to heal about myself. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, like, I don't know if you know the story of Chiron, the wounded healer. Um, I don't. Yeah. That is one of the, yeah. So yeah, when you have a chance, look up. I will definitely, I need whole astrology really like intrigues me and I want mm-hmm. to learn more about it. Like I, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to delve deeper into that because I feel like just like our, our topic today being an empath and, and kind mm-hmm. of just under having a better, better understanding of the way that we are and why we are the way that we are, I think would just be so helpful for me. So mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to dive into that. Um, do you have like any particular um, like practices or techniques? We talked about setting boundaries, right? And and a yes. lot of people can hear that and and mm-hmm. freak out or like want to run because they don't know how to set boundaries. But mm-hmm. what what are some practices or techniques that you've implemented in your own life and in your work with others to to help empaths practice self love and setting boundaries? Well, one thing is for me is positive self talk. Mm-hmm. is like when I talk to myself, mm-hmm. I have to talk myself down from, the, talk myself through the situation. Mm-hmm. If it's it's like at a point where, okay, Martine, you need to set a boundary. I talk to myself. I don't Same. know how other people <laughs> feel about that, but I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have to talk myself through these things. Even if it's not out loud in my head, I have to work them through 
um, in order to be able to set that boundary. Uh, I also like, I'm a big, I'm big on meditation mm-hmm. and um, quieting my mind, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes a day in the morning or at night, whenever I can get it in, mm-hmm. I will try to do that. Um, creative expression is another thing for me. Mm-hmm. I like to, I'm, I like, I do art journaling, but I'm wow. trying to delve more into painting and using watercolor and things like that. So creative expression is a really, is a, is something that I like to do as a, as a practice for myself. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I love that. I love the, the, mm-hmm. the creative expression, um, I think is also a really cool outlet for empaths in general, just because I, yes. I think art can be very emotional. And mm-hmm. I see artists creating their work. I have a couple of friends who are artists, like a few of my like best friends in the world. They're amazing artists. And you mm-hmm. can just see like the passion as they draw or paint or, you know, um, create their work. You can just see how it's, it's some kind of outlet for them. Um, it is maybe with not, with without even even realizing it um they yeah, could that's... be channeling too cuz when you know when you're really in in the zone mm-hmm. you know i don't know like sometimes i feel like artists and even music artists are like yeah channeling some sort of energy from somewhere yes yeah and it, it's coming from you know it seems like it's coming from nowhere but it's like mm-hmm. this almost like divine connection uh-huh uh-huh Yeah. So another thing with empaths is that sometimes, maybe not in relationships, but like with what's going on in the world, we can Mm -hmm. carry the heaviness of the things that are happening in the world. Can you speak to like your own experience as an empath and what's been going on just over the past few years, you know? Oh, yeah. Feeling that heaviness. Yeah, I've, I've felt that heaviness for a long time even before I was aware of it. And and then like most recently, the insurrection Mm -hmm. at the White House, I had a dream about, I didn't know that that was dreaming about that though, because it hadn't happened yet. That is wild. (laughs) Yes. But I, the, the way the dream um, manifested or happened it wasn't literally the white house that I saw, but I saw a whole bunch of like protesters and yeah. people, angry people that were like coming at, we, we were like in a store and these people were like taking off their masks and they mm. were angry and they were shouting at the guy behind the counter. It was so funny. And it was just so weird. Like the different the crowd was white. The people yeah. in the store were black. The guy behind the counter was Muslim. What? And it was this strange dream. And it was so, it was filled with so much anger. When I woke up, I was scared. Yeah. And, and it hadn't um, even happened yet, right? You said this happened. was before. Wow. Yeah, literally. It was like two weeks before. And that was when it happened was January 6th, like mm-hmm. at the start of the, the new year. The new year, yeah. Um, so I, I, I dreamt this probably in the December before, and then it happened 
And when I saw it on TV that day, I couldn't take my eyes off. And I was like, wow, I feel like that was what immediately I felt like intuitively. I was like that my dream came in. So sometimes I would have certain dreams like that. But in terms of when I see things on the news, mm-hmm. like re- I live in New York and there was most recently a, a, a really bad fire in an apartment building in the mm-hmm. Bronx mm-hmm. Where, where a lot of African immigrants lived. Mm-hmm. And it was just so horrible that because this fire started in one apartment, but because they left their door open, it spread. And it was like a huge apartment building. It spread like to the 18th floor and they were like on the third floor. Wow. Um, And it killed a lot of people. Wow. So um, it was just, they like raised, uh, allegedly raised a lot of money for these families and everything. But when it was, when it happened, the morning and and they started showing pictures of the people that passed away of families. And the minute I saw this family, I just started crying. I'm like Like, tearing up a little bit. Yeah. You talk about it was so I, I, I remember um, I was getting out, out of my bed. I was going to go wake up the kids, get them ready for school. And I saw the news and it was like they they showed the faces of these little kids mm-hmm. and I just started bawling, crying for no, like it, it was as if I knew them. Yeah. Oh. And so things like that kind of happen to me all the time where I see sad things that happen to people that I don't know and on the news. And, and even if it's like a movie too. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will just be so, my heart will just feel so heavy. Yeah. For oh, people. I totally relate. Like I, like it, like I said, I was just tearing up as you were talking about them putting mm-hmm. the, like showing the pictures and yes, I mean, so my follow-up question to that is what, how do you, how do you set the energetic boundaries whenever it's not something that's directly, um, directly related to you or, or a person that you are communicating with or in a relationship with or a situation that's happening to you? How, how does that energetic boundary, um, um, come into play whenever it comes to outside sources or um, things happening in the world? Hard, like, because I couldn't control that. Like the example I just gave you, that was, uh, you know, uncontrollable. I couldn't, there was, there was no way I was going to be able to set up a boundary for that because (laughs) I didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of hard. You kind of, I guess it would be on a case by case basis. Sometimes it in there and it's, I guess it's depending on how I'm really doing myself as well, because there are times where there, I would see something on the news and it is heartbreaking and I don't want to be, sometimes I have to say that I can get a little numb because I live in New York city and Mm -hmm. so many horrible things happen on a daily basis. Um, Sometimes there I have to go a couple of days without watching the news. Yeah. Because it gets really disheartening. Um, So I guess it depends on how I'm feeling, where I'm at in my vibratory levels. 
Oh yeah. If, I, if I'm feeling a little low vibe in in that particular day, then probably I will soak up everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yep. But if I'm really vibing high that day, then I can set those boundaries easily. Yeah. And immediately see the higher perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like intentionally mm-hmm. numbing to be protective of your own energy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I try to always say to myself, there is a higher reason for everything that happens, mm-hmm. no matter how terrible it seems at that moment. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I go by. Mm-hmm. is the higher, there's a higher meaning, there's a higher perspective for this. There's, this thing has its own narrative that needs to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's how I survive. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was like totally off topic, but I just, mm-hmm. I loved, um, I don't know, it came to my mind as we were talking and I was like, this would be a really cool perspective to get from you to see kind of just like, you know, uh, just what, what, um, what your experience is with, um, you know, dealing with, cause there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in the world, you know, and a lot of painful stuff. And yeah. one of the things that kind of came to my mind was, you know, as the pandemic was first rolling out, was first, you know, whenever it it started, I was feeling so much guilt because I had left the bedside, I had left the hospital setting, and I'm a nurse, right? So like mm-hmm. I, I was feeling so much guilt for my other like nurse colleagues and friends who are in the ICU and in the ER, you know, in the trenches and me, a nurse who has the skills to to get out there and help, I left and it, it it was hard for me at first to like acknowledge the fact that that guilt came from um just some some unresolved PTSD that I had had from working in those environments before, but also, you know, it was hard for me to separate that level of, of pain and suffering, even though it wasn't directly happening to me. Right. Um, therapy really helped. <laughs> yes, for sure. But yeah, that's just one of the things that I thought of as far as kind of external things happening and, and as an empath trying to, to navigate my, my own feelings around it, mm-hmm. you know? I think uh, there are a lot of medical and healthcare workers that are very empathic. And I feel like at some level you need to be in order to do the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In order to the, the real, the real passionate ones, because I'm not everyone. Yeah. um, (laughs) For sure. (laughs) The real passionate ones who really love their work, Mm -hmm. you know, like you and, and, and other ones I've met as well. They, you know, you, you at some level, you have to be a person that can feel someone else's pain or struggles in order to actually heal them, to help them, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. I, I love to think of being an empath as like a an extra healing power just because- It is a superpower. I yeah. mean, at first, we feel like it's a death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> When we don't know. It causes so much personal suffering at first whenever yes, we're not aware of it. <laughs> when you're aware and you, you know how to use it, 
Yeah. It's the superpower. Absolutely. It's, it's awesome. Yep. Love it. Um, this has been such an awesome conversation. I, um, I love, I like to end my, my interviews with this last question because this is the mm-hmm. aligned and well podcast. What does being aligned and well mean for you in your life? Being aligned and well for me means, you know, I have an obsession with being aligned with my soul's purpose. First mm-hmm. and foremost, yes. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I am obsessed with being on the right path, doing what it is I'm supposed to be doing here. Mm-hmm. So once, and you know, I feel like I am. So I feel like I'm, I am definitely aligned. And when you are aligned, everything else comes, falls into place for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're aligned, you are well, everything else just falls right into place. The Everything comes into your path that's supposed to come into your path. Mm-hmm. Everything that's supposed to leave, leaves. Mm-hmm. And um, then you're, you know, you're fine. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, that's what that means for me. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I totally agree too. You know, I, whenever you are, uh, cause like I didn't really start to feel this until I started doing the work that I'm doing now is like alignment with my soul's purpose and how everything in my life shifted around that. Um, once that happened. So mm-hmm. I totally agree with you there. Um, Okay, so I want to um, first tell us tell us about your book. Or you have multiple books, or just one? I just have I t- two. I okay. first in 2013, I wrote a novel. Mm-hmm. It's called Life Interrupted. It's okay. kind of like a little juicy soap opera kind of novel. Lots yeah. of love, sex, and drama. <laughs> yeah, and um, so. That was my first one. And then most recent in 2021, I wrote a memoir. Mm-hmm. It's called You Love, You Learn. And it's all about my toxic narcissistic relationships mm-hmm. and how I journeyed through those relationships till, you know, present day. Mm-hmm. And um, so I talk about the lessons that I've learned. Uh, and that's why I call it you love, you learn, because I feel mm-hmm. like every relationship is a lesson, is a yes. soul lesson for you. And and not only for you, but for the other person as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are affirmations in the book, journal prompts, because I'm, I'm really big on journaling mm-hmm. and kind of letting all of that emotion out mm-hmm. so same yeah yeah so that's those both of my books are available on amazon and also on my website martinefelton.com awesome yes um and where can people find you on social media are you on um are you on facebook instagram i'm everywhere i'm on facebook awesome. i'm on instagram YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. I love just me put some in TikTok, my, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, just put in my name, Martine Felton, and you will find me. And my website is martinefelton.com. Awesome. 
Yeah, I'm going to drop all those links in the show notes for any of you who want to check her out and check out her books. Um, Martine, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about this topic. Um, I just think that it's so, you know, one of the things about empaths too is that it can feel really isolating. It can feel really lonely to have all these big feelings and, and, and feel like nobody else is feeling these things. But yeah. so there's so many of us out there. And I really was so excited about bringing you on because, um, I just, I, I want them to not feel alone, you know, for the longest time I felt alone. I'm sure you yeah. did too. So too, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to interview with me today. Sure. Thank you for having me. Wow. Amazing, amazing conversation with Martine. I'm so, so grateful to have had her on. Um, If you'd like to connect with Martine, I've put all of her info in the show notes. You can follow her on YouTube, follow her on social media, um, and reach out to her if if what she does speaks to you. Um, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. For anyone who wants to come hang out, I have a free community on Facebook focused on cultivating self-love, supporting each other, creating a life that's aligned with your heart. And so that I'll I'll link that in the show notes as well. That community is called Heart Aligned Humans. Come hang out with us. I also have an announcement to make Um, for any nurse coaches listening to this. I know I have a handful of you um, that listen to this podcast, but I've got something super excited to announce for you guys. I've, uh, I've had a lot of nurse coaches asking me questions and wanting tips and feedback for different like tech things in business and how to navigate all the different functions of social media, you know, maximizing your usage of practice better, um, you know, DIYing your website, creating content, how to start a podcast, all sorts of stuff. So I developed a monthly membership for my nurse coaches out there who need help with this kind of stuff. Um, it's called Nurse Coach Tech Mastery. And it's going to be packed with video tutorials, worksheets, templates for you to use, um, live Q&A calls, a ton of bonuses if you sign up for the VIP membership, all kinds of juicy stuff. So if you are a nurse coach who needs help with all the tech things, um, this membership is perfect for you. You know, I'm I'm going to link all of the info in the show notes. My wait list is currently available right now, and the doors to the membership will open from August 1st to August August 14th. So um, don't forget to sign up. Yeah, I'm excited to to offer this to the nurse coaching community. I think it's something that's very needed. Um, And I hope you guys find some value in this offering. I would really love to hear your feedback on this podcast. You know, if you are listening on a platform where you can leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it if you did so. Um, If this episode resonated with you at all, if you consider yourself an empath, if you were listening to this and you felt seen, you felt heard, uh, you resonated with any of it, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and take a screenshot of this episode. Tag me, tag Martine. Um, I'm at Nurse Coach Sean on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, guys. As always, I am so grateful for all of you who listen, um, and I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can. It is my mission and my purpose as a nurse coach to be an advocate for self-love and compassion so that I can help you leverage your own inner power and healing potential in the pursuit of a well and aligned life. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have a wonderful week. I'm nurse coach Sean. And remember, when all is aligned, 
all is well. Love you guys.